Hey everyone, and welcome to Off the Beaten Clef. This episode is going to be about the Rex Static EP from 2020. Yeah, so let's get it. Alrighty, gang, we're going to get into episode 12. We're going to be talking about the Rex Static EP. It was released on December 18th, 2020. So, well, a little bit over a month ago. Yes. Uh, not too long ago, but um, still pretty recent. I've been trying to pick stuff that's uh, more recent. Yeah, I think I'm going to start doing that, too. It's just more interesting. So Yeah, and uh, Kevin and I have been bouncing around the idea of possibly doing some, uh, like, decades. Um uh, I forgot we had this conversation. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. we can talk a little bit about it. Um, it's it could be a, a throwaway idea, or it no, I like it. As it could be something we're starting in the next month or so. I think we planned on March um, yeah. to like pick a decade and and do a couple episodes and kind of have a theme going forward. That way, we're we're able to focus our our ideas a little bit more yeah. because it's kind of daunting each week to be like have a call and response. Yeah. Um, you know. Kevin and I try and counter each other. Like Kevin picks a, a metal album last week, like he did with Death Clock, and then you know I want to pick something a little more poppy. Um, so we're gonna try the the decades out. So if you guys have any suggestions for which decade we should do first, or it doesn't even necessarily have to be a decade; it can be just a genre you want us to dive into. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're just trying to we're trying to focus it a little bit more that yeah. way. Um, you know. Just for funsies, yeah, and for, for shits and gigs, for peace of mind for us, for not—it's daunting to look at the entire musical landscape yeah. and try and pick one thing each week. Um, so this week we focused our efforts on the Rex Static EP. It's only four songs, um, but Kev, I'm going to get your initial thoughts first. Okay, so I want to preface this by saying Dylan. I was pestering Dylan about what EP he wanted to do because this was kind of a last-minute thing. And he's like, I can't choose. You pick. And he gave me the name of two bands. And I was like, all right, the Rex sound like cool punk. Let's do that. And so that's when I came into this album expecting was like very classic punk. And I what I got was something completely different. And so this is definitely not what I was expecting. And it took me a second listen to really kind of not, not enjoy it because I enjoyed it on my first listen, but to really kind of know what I was getting into and really kind of dig into why I liked it on my first listen. Um but yeah, it's it's weird. I got I expected hardcore punk, and I got more of like a Harry Styles feel, which is kind of it was it was like it fucking it kicked me right up my ass, and I didn't really know how to react to it because it's a short. I mean, it's an EP. It's short, yeah, and the songs aren't very long. And then, like I told Dylan right before we recorded, I think I've listened to this EP like six or seven times all the way through yeah, since awesome. like a couple nights ago. Uh, so. Yeah, I was I was a bit confused, but it wasn't a bad thing, and I think I liked it more the more I listened to it. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't think you're wrong for expecting the Rex to be a punk band because that's originally how they started. Um, their first EP they wrote in one night they or one weekend something like that. They recorded an EP um, when they technically weren't supposed to be in the studio, right? And they were broke kids, and they just like recorded three songs real fast. And they're super up tempo, and it was from 2017. And since then, they they've uh, signed to a major record label called big noise music group 
and it's where a lot of big artists are. Ashley Tisdale, Modson, a lot of big pop artists. So when they signed to him, I was kind of nervous because sure. you want your punk band to stay punk. And yeah. you, you sign into a, a record label called Big Noise Music Group, you kind of think it's going to lose its touch. And they released an album in early 2020, in May 2020, called Infinitely Ordinary. And it was kind of hit or miss. Um, but the thing I like about the Rex is that they don't stick to one sound. They they experiment in every song. You can't listen to two of their songs and think that they're the same. And kind of the same way I liked uh, Youngbloods, but I think this is a little more focused. It's way more think, focused, yeah. And I don't think they're like trying to go for a token Beastie Boy song. or <laughs> you know, th- This has a lot of good focus. And where I lost my faith in Infinitely Ordinary, this EP brought me back. I've kind of gone on a roller roller coaster of emotion, and I think I showed you yesterday favorite favorite liar. Mm, I love that, yeah. And it's super punk. Their yeah, first, it's a great song. First EP great is EP. called "We Are We Are the Rex," and it's a great three song EP that kind of gets you excited. Yeah. Um, but they don't have a lot of music in their in their uh, catalog, so I was just excited to get some new music, and I'm excited to talk about it. So we'll start with number one, Static. I'll let you go first. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, as I previously mentioned, uh, this song smacked me in the face with its big meaty pop rock cock. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a fun sentence to write and a fun sentence to say out loud. It turns out, say it three times. Uh, <laughs> yeah, meaty pop rock cock, meaty pop rock cock, meaty pop rock cock. I did it, and it I'm been proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was expecting a pop rock uh, gut punch, um, so I got hit. Squ- I got hit square with this, but it was good. It was it was uh, again on subsequent listens. I really started to enjoy this. And, um, it's just a fun track. Uh, it's, 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 there's not a whole lot of meat to it as far as lyrically. Um, it's just, but it's a really good, it's very well produced and we all know how much I love production value and this whole EP just is dripping with production value. And I really, really love that. And it's why I love pop music, like modern pop music so much because they really do focus in on, and it's always been like that, but it's like. Music has never sounded better and more clean than it does at any current time it is. So it, it, this whatever current second it is, music has never sounded better. So I really appreciate like the modern sensibilities here, especially on this opening track. I should have known better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's catchy as hell. It's yes. got a, a great hook. And it was one I needed to warm up to because it kind of has that like 80s kind of feel to yeah. it. Um, and I sometimes I feel like it's overdone, but I feel like here they kind of they use it a little bit, but not too much. And I think it is part of the production value. Um, but yeah, I love, I love static. Yeah. It's a great song. It's, it's it, everything and everything, every song on this EP is kind of an earworm, even though, even like try to remember, which is a little bit more forgettable for me. It still has like that really catchy, like earworm element to it. And yeah. I, I think a lot of that comes from like modern pop, pop pop rock sensibilities and i think that it, people know how to make it it's been refined so much and how to make a song stick in your brain and, and this this ep is perfect for that yeah i think it's got a, a really good hook too yeah um I, I, all these songs actually yeah. uh, they're not like you don't you're not it's not lingering lyrics these aren't lyrics that are gonna you know keep you up and yeah, it's unless enough. you're going through a breakup then maybe maybe these four songs <laughs> might strike a chord right but it's a very specific breakup uh that he's referring to in yeah. all these songs the next one is i hope it's cold in new york which 
had we done the top five songs of 2020, I probably would have added this. If we did done it a few weeks later and I sure. had more time to digest it, it probably would have made it my top five because I really like the way the song is laid out. This yeah. is exactly the kind of music I wanted from the Rex as they gradually progress out of just being a punk band where it's like got the, it just slowly progresses and it starts out slow and, you know, it, it does a really good job with the lyrics of like, you know exactly what's going on in the song. I just think it's a really cool way to put it. And, um, it's one of those very weird specific time and places that you feel like there's not a song exactly like this. There's songs similar, but not exactly. Yeah. Like yes. Yeah. yeah, totally. Uh, was that it? I'm sorry. I yeah, kinda, no, go ahead. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I wrote, this is a pretty comical take on a breakup song. Um, I like the, the whole line. I hope it's cold in New York where it's, he just wants her to kind of be miserable with yeah. this new guy. I think that's funny. It's not like pleading for the, it's, it's different. It's a different kind of breakup song. Cause it's not like he's not pleading for this girl back. He's just kind of like, what the fuck? Dude? Like we were hanging out and now you're engaged. Yeah. I love that. Every new verse starts with, so let me get this straight. He's just, it's kind of like he's in like this bargaining stage of this. It's like, I don't fucking, what the fuck? He's like, He's not going to blow up her spot. He wants what's best for her, but yeah. he also wants to be a little bit miserable. Right. He's like, let me, like, you know, let me get, we were, yeah, we were hanging out just the other day, but now you're up in New York with this dude. Like, I guess I'm happy for you, but I hope it's fucking cold up there. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. I, I hope it's minorly <laughs> inconvenient for you to be in New York. <laughs> right. I hope this makes it into what keeps you up at night on <laughs> the Queen City podcast. <laughs> I think the title would have been too long as <laughs> if it was, I hope your <laughs> I hope your window is extraordinarily long and you can't <laughs> I hope you have dude, a really hard time fuck finding that window, dude. If you if you haven't listened to the Queen City podcast now we're talking about, I have a really large window in my room and it's just it's obnoxious. So <laughs> I hope you find a bed sheet big enough for your window that is extraordinarily large. Take that fallout, boy. You're welcome to it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Use that. That's a great song title. I <laughs> hope you find a bed sheet that's large enough for your window. <laughs> for everyone to see through because you're fake. <laughs> there it is. Hey, let's get back. Let's get back on track here. <laughs> we, when it's a four-song EP and we have a little more uh, time to kill, I think we we let loose. Yeah, bit. for sure. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, I really think this, this dude kind of shows off his vocal chops at the end too. He like really kind of hits this huge falsetto note and I'm like, Oh, holy shit. Okay. This guy can sing. He's got range. Yeah. Sure. And it, it's, it's just a cool, it's just, it's really cool because it's not your typical breakup song. And this isn't your typical breakup EP. As I was listening to it for my notes list and I was like, Oh, okay. These four songs are just the different stages of a breakup. And that's yeah. kind of cool. That's a cool, I'll get into it in my closing thoughts, but, um, yeah, it's just cool. It's a, it's a really cool vibe for a breakup album because it's it's it feels like a happy album, but it's it's about a breakup. So yeah, and I think the cool thing that emo music doesn't necessarily do well. Normally, it's like I hope you get hit by a car. Yeah, it takes itself too seriously. I think this does a really good job of like kind of poking fun. Like yeah, I, like I said, I'm not gonna blow up your spot, but. I hope it's a little chilly. I hope I, your toesies are frozen. I hope you brought your perk up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the next one's good for nothing. Uh, yeah. So, uh, this almost, I, I wrote, this is before I realized, like, before I had the epiphany, like, oh, this is just the stages of a breakup. All right. This, this feels like a continuation of the last song where the guy starts to get a little bit angry. Um, 
It's like I love the guitar and synth uh, stings in this chorus. Uh, it, it, I already had that on my mind because I had already talked about the synth stings in Metalocalypse. So I was like that that kind of recording technique was fresh in my mind. Um, so yeah, I really kind of noticed that. But it, this feels like a punk album, even though it doesn't sound like punk. Like tonally, this is a punk anthem, but it, sonically, it's not. It's just a good like pop rock song, and I think that's really cool. It's really interesting writing there. And it's it's cool that they were able to pull it off in such an effective way. Um, I, mean, I think what's what's the line in the song? Like I just got used to like walking around your apartment or some shit like that. I I like that line a lot. It's it's because it's it's kind of angsty. It's like, dude, f- fuck you. Like I just got used to this shit, and now you're now you're up with this other guy. I hope you're fucking cold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just learned the layout of your apartment. Now now you're engaged. What? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's a fun song. Yeah, it's, it's a definitely weird fun. Double double kick, yeah, hit, uh, which is very bizarre for a song like this. But yeah, it kind of it's cool that it's it piggybacks off of "I Hope It's Cold" in New York. Kind of carries the momentum. Yeah, and uh, it still has that big powerful chorus where it's like, it, honestly, sometimes it reminds me of All American Rejects. Yeah, sure. Um, but I wrote, I wrote that it reminds me of Cage the Elephant a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot of, of fun indie bands. Not that All American Rejects is anything, <laughs> yeah, right. But they had that like way of like slowing things down and like being able to talk about things without taking it too seriously. Um, yeah, try to remember is number four, and it's kind of a slow ballad. It's one of the ones that I pr- had I listened if if it was earlier in the EP and I'd heard the last album, I would have been like skip. Yeah, uh, but it builds into something really cool at the end. And the last minute of the song is worth listening to the whole four minutes of the song. Yeah, totally agree with that. Uh, Just because sometimes if this was like the last song of an album, it would be a lot cooler. And if it have probably some more grandeur to it. But I like that it's just kind of squeezed into an EP here. And he really lets go at the very end with his voice. Yeah, he he almost screams to start the outro. And that's fucking cool. Because it's so much different from the rest of the tone of the song. Because it's kind of sad. It's like the only sad sounding song. song. Say that three times fast. Sad sounding song. Okay, I can do it. Yeah, see, can't do it. (laughs) But yeah, it kind of builds up, drops down. Mm -hmm. And it's like, gone, gone. And then he just explodes. And the the last minute of the song is, is a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, this is when I finally realized, like, oh, okay. I get, I get what this EP is. Um, and as like, this is the culmination of this relationship. He's trying to reconcile with this harlot, this, this, this harpy, this strumpet, this whore, <laughs> this, this whore, this hoe. Um, and he's starting to realizing that, that not even like great memories of where they first met, like that blue house down the street, I think is the lyric. Um, just trying to recapture the magic. Yeah, go back and visit that and see if you still feel the same way. And he's like, if you don't, then fuck it, I'm out. Like, why? I'm going to pack my bags and go. And I, I think that's cool. I think that's a healthy way to deal with it. It's like, okay, if this doesn't work, then fuck it. Like, you're not worth my time anymore. And I, I But it's, it, again, I think you're right where it's like, I, this is definitely a song. If it was within an album, I probably would have skipped it. Because I wrote that it feels the most CMT to me. This feels like a classic kind of slow country breakup song where it's kind of cheesy, kind of like, st- like silly. I mean, like, go visit the old farmhouse, see if you still like me. Uh, go down that dirt road. We, we kissed on one time. Get that sugar in your Dixie cup. See if you feel the magic. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah. But that's what that, this would totally, this reminds me. Yeah. I was like, ah, this is just a crappy country song that I hate. I've heard a hundred times. Um, but it's not, it's not a bad song. It's just, that's the kind of tone that it gives me. It's mm-hmm. like, it feels very pop country breakup, uh, old dirt roads and all that. So, um, I was like, yeah, it gets better towards the end where he screams for the outro and it just kind of soars to the end. And I, I really kind of appreciate that because it took a song that I wasn't really digging and I was like, okay, shit. Yeah. All right. Cool, man. I stand up and clap for you. Yeah. I'd clap but, but my phone's in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of does the, the, the old, like if the song keeps playing, cause you and I are lazy enough. We're lazy listeners. We just <laughs> yeah, keep the right. song playing. Yeah. If we listen long enough, it'll reward you for not pressing pause yeah. and hitting skip. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get into closing thoughts. Uh, I'll let you go first because I'm, I'm excited to hear your closing okay, thoughts. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I just said I realized through my notes, uh, listen, that this EP is the different stages of a breakup. I've already talked about that. And I, uh, it's, I think this is exactly what an EP should be. Um, what this album, what this EP did for me is re- make me realize that I appreciate people that use the EP format for something super focused. And I think having like just this one emotion focused hyper in on four songs, I think is a really cool way. That's what an EP should be. It shouldn't be like, these are songs that didn't fit on an album. If you want to make a really good EP, treat it like it's a separate story, just a story that wouldn't fit on an album necessarily, Mm -hmm. or that wouldn't necessarily work within the context of a full album. I think that's a really cool way to look at EPs and just eat this, that whole structure in general. It's not something I, I used to look at EPs like, Oh, this is just rejected tracks. I'm not going to listen to this. It's not worth my time. There might be a cool nugget here or there, but again, I'd I'd rather listen to songs that were good enough to make it on the album. And I've, I've really over the three EPs we've done on this. Well, I think four now, actually we've done, no, no, we've only done three. Yeah. This is the third. Um, it really kind of changed my perspective I think that's really cool that this podcast has changed my perspective on just the format of music and the way people can release music. Uh, the EDM world kind of changed me a little bit to it on it too, because they do a lot of EPs or just like single album releases with different remixes. Um, so I think I really do like the concept of a super focused, uh, EP where it's not just re- like songs that didn't make it on an album or like a special edition essentially. Uh, and I, I think I really am going to start listening to more EPs and kind of seeking them out a little bit because I enjoy these little nuggets of music. It's not, it, it's, it's, it's nice to have like 20 minutes of just a cool, like it's essentially an extended song. Yeah. Yeah. And this EP is only 13 minutes and 25 seconds long. And I realized how dumb that last statement is because that's a, that's what EP stands for. It's extended poem. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but so then you know I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, but uh, also <laughs> EPs can be like people just throwing yeah you know right. B sides on like you said. But I think <clears throat> it can also, especially in you know the quarantine world that we live in, it can be like, hey, we're still around. Listen to this and get excited about it mm-hmm. because I'd kind of written the Rex off sure. until I heard a single off of it, and I was like okay, I'm back in. I listened right. to the full EP. I was really excited about it. And I think there's bands that are, that can definitely like reestablish themselves through an EP where it's like, Hey, if you didn't like our last album, here's a little tidbit of what we're working sure. on towards the future. And it can be very exciting and it can, there's a lot of my favorite songs are from EPs or, you know, obs- obscure B sides, you know, 
it's just kind of having to, to do the legwork and digging through people's releases. Yeah, I think that's what always bothered me about it, too. I was like, it just, it just didn't feel like it was worth my time. Because if it wasn't worth your time to put on an album, like a full-length album, like why should it be worth my time to dig through it? Um, but that's, that's weird for me to say because one of my favorite Guar albums is you know, a B side album and it's the, every song on it is just, it's just them. It, well, it's, it's more, it's less of a B side and more of them just leaving the recording mic on while they're recording and just being drunk. But yeah, <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> but again, it's, again, I, there's obscure stuff like that. That is really fucking cool because you get a, a more intimate, very intimate look at the musician. And I think having it super focused like this makes the listener buy in almost immediately. It's like you have to have a very personal, very intimate relationship with this EP because it's so hyper-focused on one thing in that extended poem where it's just, oh, shit, like this is it? Like this is the nugget that I get? Like I'm going to savor this and I'm really going to internalize this and make this kind of my own story as well. And I think that's pretty cool, like way to record music. Yeah, and I also think being a part of a big uh, record label could also be like, hey, we didn't really have... We didn't get to put out the album we wanted to, but we can put out four songs at one time, and they're they're going to be like, oh, okay, well, it's not an album, so just put out whatever EP you want. Yeah, sure. It may. I, I don't know that for for certain. I I don't listen to a lot of the Rex interviews, and they're not super public people anyway. But I think it was just being able to kind of get back to their roots and kind of get me more excited. Yeah, because they did a lot of spoken word stuff that I'm not a huge fan of, and yeah, it's just this was exactly what I needed to get back into them. So. Uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for doing that with me this week, Kev. Yeah, sorry it was a, a shorter episode. Do you know what you're you're doing for next? week? I have no clue. Okay. It's going to be a surprise for everybody. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I might do some Misfits. I've wanted to, since you didn't do a punk album like I expected you to do. I yeah. might do Famous Monsters by the Misfits, but that's subject to change. Okay. Yeah, we'll. Uh, this episode's not going out for a few weeks, so, um, we'll, we'll put it in the notes when we do know what it's going to be. Yeah, sure. And then, uh, yeah, we'll kind of, we'll kind of go from there. So, well, Dill, enjoy your vacation. It's well earned. Thank you. And I'm going to miss you. I'll cry every night. I'm going to miss you too. And I'm going to listen to the misfits as much as I can. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good week. Yep.